Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. An Erio's original. Okay, we should do our ask, Camilla. Hi. If you could just open up that podcast app and do both of these things. Number one, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Number two, rate us five stars. Both of these things are important. They're good for us. They're good for you because we can keep doing the pod. And you'll feel great about it and we'll feel great about it and everyone should feel great. Yes. So just subscribe and give us five stars. The world is burning and the least you can do is support women of color. Absolutely. This Excellent is more point. of a demand. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a demand. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Love you. Welcome to Foxy Browns. I'm Priyanka. I'm Camilla. And this is a podcast that navigates beauty and wellness from our perspectives as women of color. This week, like every week, we're talking stuff and things, tips and tricks, and deconstructing Western beauty standards. And we are joined by special guest, Tejal Rao. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. Tejal is the California restaurant critic for the New York Times. And she has a minimal at least her face, online presence for a reason, to hide her identity while reviewing. Um, Without giving too much away, we can tell you she's gorgeous inside and out. It's true. Yes. Looking at her right now. Yeah. She has great style. Mm -hmm. She has a nice posture. Mm -hmm. Walks in with some (laughs) exceptional earrings. The accessories. I know. It's like, if I I didn't want anyone to look at me, I would be in like a paper sack. But (laughs) she like just, you look great. So the first thing we usually get into is stuff and things, which is kind of like purchases, beauty treatments, wellness things, exercises, whatever that you have experienced this week that that you want to tip our listeners to. What's yours this week, Brie? It is, oh, guys... Cans is always something really beautiful and like elegant. And I'm like, <laughs> I waxed my mustache. That's and- important. <laughs> you know, it is. <laughs> the thing about hair growth, which is like really my white whale, it's always coming and going. <laughs> it's like leaving my head and like entering my face. But after you so, like after you have a kid and everything like settles down again, like your hair like your hair growth patterns change again because yeah. it's all hormonal. So now yeah. I have a mustache again, which is awesome, even though I got lasered off. Mm-hmm. So Nads wax strips. Okay. Which everyone has only seen maybe in infomercials, but I've been a NADS user for a long time. Yeah. And they're very easy and painless. Oh. So they're just these little things. I carry them sadly in my purse because you never know when I'm going to notice my mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just kind of slap them on, pull them off. It's like a 30 second situation in my makeup bag. Highly recommend. Amazing. How much are they? Like four dollars. I don't know. Oh, amazing. Great. Very cheap. Four (laughs) dollars for a pack of several. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're really not very expensive. I'd have to find out. Right. But I usually stock up. I buy like a few packs and I keep them. Mm-hmm. I keep them in my drawer. How about you, Kim? It's something kind of glamorous. Um, of course, of course <laughs> it is. It's like um, this one woman in Eritrea <laughs> makes her own. Like, what is it? What is it? So Eve Lom, who I, we've spoken about on the podcast before because I use the facial cleanser. They've just put out this new product, which are um, uh, it's the cleansing oil, but it is in a single serving biodegradable capsule. Oh, cool. Which is great because it's so great for travel because mm. you can just like throw like a few of them in this little like carry case and you just like twist one off, 
use it on your face and it's done and it literally it breaks down even like in the water and it doesn't like hurt Ooh. it doesn't hurt like like marine life or anything else mm-hmm. which is great but i love that and they're so, readily available here they you, you can buy them online you can buy them from space nk just mm-hmm. like evlom cleansing capsules and yeah and um great. yeah they're great great Super. how about you tejal my, okay, so my biggest um, skin thing since moving to LA, it's been about a year. From New York. Is yeah. yes. From New York, mm-hmm. yeah, is figuring out like moisturizing mm-hmm. and sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been using, I just started using Kiehl's Midnight Recovery Oil. Yes! Which yep. actually People washes off it. all of my makeup and sunscreen and yeah. makes my skin feel a little bit like dewy yes love it it's great it's incredible and i was talking with this my i feel my it's the the results are immediate it's like i put it on and then i look up i wake up looking better i I didn't realize i was using it wrong though like i Mm said the first two days i just was putting the oil on my face and rinsing it off and apparently you have to you have to like emulsify water into it while Mm -hmm. it's on your face yeah and that's how it does its job i don't know yeah Oh, you're yeah, the second person who's wrong. been on the pod and talked about mm-hmm. this. I think we're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, we'll we're gonna have to try newsletter. it. We'll, re- we'll relink. So you moved here from New York a year ago. Yeah, you love it here. I do. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love it here love so them. much. It's you're so refreshing because yeah, so often the thing with like when you move from New York to here, like people just grumble about it for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it's so boring, and they're just like Ugh, driving. Uh, like I feel it's like not I was like in a romantic no, but, comedy or something. Yeah. Like I drive into the CVS parking lot and I'm like, "Birds of Paradise, yes, <laughs> growing here yeah. for no reason." And you know, it's just and I see hummingbirds every my, day. Yeah. My garden is full it's of hummingbirds. It's, it's bonkers. The butterflies. The butterflies right? Look at the butterflies. Right yeah, now. they're just hanging yeah. out. Like oh, God, like a monarch, a, like little white one. Oh, no one told me that yeah. LA was so beautiful. Really? Yeah. yeah. Had you been before? I I visited well, my brother, right. but. Yeah. I didn't have a sense of this of like how spectacular the city was. I really and didn't. You have some perspective because you have lived everywhere. Yeah, You've I moved lived, around. A, I moved yeah. around a lot growing You've up. Lived, yeah. Can you like list some of the countries because it was? Yeah, I was, so uh, I was taken aback. Born I in London and then moved. My mom is from Uganda and my dad is from India and they they moved around a lot growing up too. Mm-hmm. So we moved from London to Kuwait to Khartoum, <laughs> um, back to England for a while <laughs> to France. There's more. Moved to the U.S. to Atlanta, Georgia, specifically mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Wasn't I went there to high Switzerland? school there. Oh, your father went to school in Switzerland. Oh uh, yeah, that's just where my parents lived when they were married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of yeah, course, yeah. as one does. As one does. As and one they does. are now they're living like a Nancy Myers fantasy now. It's like incredible. they just opened a bed and breakfast. They retired and opened a bed and breakfast. Oh my god, the dream. They're ridiculous. <gasps> I yeah. love it. They sound amazing. Yeah. And for like a South Asian couple too, it's just like how did they get out of medical school? That doesn't seem fair. I know it's almost like. They like I have immigrant parents, but I also have um, immigrant parents who were the first generation to like break those oh, things, yeah. you, you know, you, so I didn't rebellious almost immigrant didn't parents. have to be that rebellious. Mm-hmm. So how how did they when you were like, did you know that you wanted to do what you do? I knew I wanted to write. I used to dream about writing like like living in like a stone house and writing mystery novels or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like writing fiction. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. 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 I wanted to write fiction or poetry and I went to school to study literature and then afterwards didn't know 
what job to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to get paid for yeah. this? Yeah. How do I get my mystery books? Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to buy a poem? Yes. Um, Poems for sale. <laughs> so I worked in restaurants. I worked in, in kitchens. And I cooked for a few years mm-hmm. and then moved to New York and tried to write. And it took about five years to get a job. So I had a supper wow. club in my apartment. I was freelance, like copy editing, getting gigs on Craigslist, mm-hmm. French translation, all kinds of stuff. All your skills. And then doing some free, like, you know, free stories for for certain places. Exposure. For, for exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel bad, bad about ones. it now, but I don't know what else. I At the could, time, yeah. you kind of had time, to yeah. have clicks. I didn't think I really had options. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and then in 2012, I was able to get a full-time job at the Village Voice. Right. Oh. Right. That's where you started out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you happy there? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. R.I.P. The Village Voice. Do you remember the first restaurant that you wrote about? Or the first meal you wrote about? I... I don't, but but when I was interviewing for the job at The Voice, they made me go do a practice review okay. before they hired me. Oh, and I was about to say, and they sent me to, but uh, my brain went completely blank. So I do not remember where they sent me. <laughs> do you me. remember anything about the restaurant? Um, yeah, I remember there was a dish of like burnt beets um, that I wrote about, <laughs> but no, I remember very little. I mean, at The Village Voice, what kind of restaurants are you covering? Is it something like, are, are they generally outside of like your price range or is it like... Because, you know, you're making kind of free weekly money. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I was always aware of it when I went to fancier places that the job gave me access to spaces I normally wouldn't go into. I'm still aware of it. Um, But luckily, that's not. That's maybe 10% or less of, of the reviews that I do. Well, that's the thing, I guess, about like white, quote, white collar, like sort of professionally jobs is that like I was not making very much, for example, when I was an agent, but I had an expense account. Yeah. And it was all about like going out and having meals at these nice places, like pretending to live a lifestyle that I certainly mm. couldn't support otherwise. But yeah. it was frankly cheaper to go to restaurants every day than order groceries and cook because someone else was paying for my meals outside the house yeah (laughs) and i wonder if you had any of that as well like were you just like we were at restaurants like all day every day yeah at the voice i started i was out seven nights a week yeah of course and then some days i would also do a lunch and a dinner i don't do that now i don't think my body could really handle it yeah i do i take a day off yeah (laughs) that we were really curious about that you had some questions yeah definitely it's like when when like talking to like other food critics the thing that they often lament is just like the impossibility of having any regimen because Mm -hmm. also when you're eating out it is the things that make flavor huge and robust uh, like fat yeah (laughs) yeah butter 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 do you balance that with like what you eat at home how do you how do you try to okay so i this is complicated um i try not to think about that stuff when i'm at a restaurant i just want to enjoy right and also go with an appetite like go really hungry Mm -hmm. so that you can be excited about it which usually means not eating that much during the day Mm -hmm. which is which works out um, yeah. I mean, not always, because sometimes I'll eat like yeah. half a chocolate Caramel tart, tart or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but but that's sort of my strategy. And then I have a trainer, but we don't talk about calories or food yeah. intake mm-hmm. like, yeah. at all. We just work out and try totally. and get me to be stronger. That's a very kind of similar philosophy that I kind of apply to fitness and that the progress being about how, like, can I lift this thing heavier? Yeah, exactly. Now? Oh, I can hold this plank longer now. Right. And, yeah. that and that's really rewarding. Like, so basically what I'm hearing is your approach is intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like a small eating window. I don't, like, eat a healthy breakfast in the yeah. morning. I just, like, yeah. 
don't eat breakfast yeah. so mm. that I'm hungry for either a lunch thing I'm going to go yeah. do or, you know, whatever dinner thing. Interesting. So have you seen, have you had to shift kind of your routines and your regimen your, it, you, ooh, since moving from New York? Because in New York, you, I mean, in New York, you burn you, however yeah. many hundred calories a day just walking from place to place. Yeah, I only started going to the gym when yeah. I moved here. You have yeah. to. It's, new, it's like a very yeah. new thing for me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the funny thing is like people in New York are always saying like, well, you guys work out all the time. What's with all this like funny new exercises? And I'm like, we don't burn any calories. Yeah. We just we don't do sit. anything. Yeah. yeah. We just yeah, I'm in my sit. car we just all chill. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes eating a piece of pizza yeah. in the car. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. It is remarkable, like a, like wearing like a fitness tracker, the difference when I, between when I'm here in Los Angeles yeah. and when I'm back in London or, or I'm in New York and I look at it and it's just like, it's freaking out. It's just like, mm-hmm. you've done like 50,000 steps today. Yeah. You've burned like 3,000 calories. I'm like, how? I just went to go and meet some friends. Like, oh yeah, because I've been walking everywhere. Yeah. And that's something I've kind of like started to try and do more in Los Angeles, aside from like working out, instead of jumping in the car to go half a mile down the road, just walking, yeah. just walking. And I find my brain works better. It's a nice mental break as well. Yeah. And also it's like, the, just the stuff you notice as well plants and trees it's incredibly soothing but yeah yeah it's been so nice to see through your work table like you embracing and like exploring the city and finding you know it's not about it's not a fine dining city necessarily that's not where the focal point is mm-hmm, in los angeles mm-hmm. and sort of like yeah, we're not um, a tasting menu kind no, of no like, we're not a tasting menu yeah. kind of town so it's really fun to see your coverage of like a tortilla place or like a korean you know like just kind of exploring all the areas here like that is the, i mean that's clearly something that's very satisfying to you yeah i i love it i also feel like i'm learning about los angeles in real time right. like my mm-hmm. lessons are kind of just being published mm-hmm, you know yeah. so I'm probably making mistakes too or but you know I'm learning where the neighborhood boundaries are and I'm mm-hmm. learning how immigrant groups have like changed the city which is com- every all of it is so different from New York City yeah it's all completely new to yeah. me and exciting it's also just nice to have voices coming like emerging in the food writing space which I love food writing I read I read it all day it's my like when I need my brain to kind of like be happy I just go to the yeah. you know, I go to like my feed of food writers <laughs> and I love to read about food but it's so nice to have voices that aren't just your same old like white males <laughs> yeah and there's the so many of us right yes, now yes yes I I feel so lucky to be a part of this. There's Soleil at the Chronicle yes. um, in San Francisco. There's Patricia here at the mm-hmm. LA Times. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Yeah, are you guys a little community? Like, do you all talk to each other? We don't um, necessarily see each other in real life that mm-hmm. often because we're all working in different places. Soleil right. and I see each other, but like Patricia and Soleil and I, I've never met Patricia, but we're on a group text. Oh, that's right. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The group text. Of Sending each other like, so... you know, cute puppy yeah. photos and yes, stuff like that. Yes, yeah. that's how women work. <laughs> yeah, I will say, yeah, it is so very fortifying to see the kind of food and wine landscape changing and becoming yeah. more inclusive recently. Because again, it has been predominantly white male. And so the focus on food being like, again, those tasting men, and also like very kind of European focused yeah. and the you know kind of like French cuisine is like the benchmark and nothing else yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so actually you know seeing that shift and for me also seeing the natural wine movement has 
so many more like women voices within it yeah and it's so wonderful like the greatest natural well and also the the champion of natural wine here is jill who owns domain right and she has been banging this drum for 15 years yeah Mm -hmm. um and and it is very upsetting watching some kind of newer like natty Mm. wine bros trying to move it like and they just make it so male i'm like all right calm down you did not invent this (laughs) like ban the off but like between jill at domain vinovore helen's wines it's just make it just makes it so much more accessible Vinovore is the one where it's only women winemakers yes yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yes okay yeah and they are all incredible yeah <laughs> like, there is no sacrifice of taste there it, being able to just kind of like walk into that environment it's made so much easier yeah. when it is not just this kind of like men standing there with like stars saying thou shall not pass um, <laughs> so yeah that is how I nice. feel sometimes right? yeah yeah, yeah. Right, it's like that's cute you can do whatever you want but I get to decide yeah. mm-hmm. you know that's what it is it's the gatekeepers mm-hmm. that kind of terrify me but but um yes it's wonderful having your voice here covering like this landscape and also i mean i also just it, it, i always wonder just in general how like we talk about this food we talk about like i don't hear as much like indian food being talked about i mean i see every once in a while you open a magazine and it's like a recipe for entrepreneur or whatever but like it's not I, I haven't heard it talked about in the same context that's for example in la like mexican or korean food or yeah. even japanese food or anything is talked about and I, I'm, I'm just wondering like why you think that we're missing from <laughs> i mean there are indians everywhere right so yeah. how come how come why i mean that? i'm really excited to do more of those kinds of stories i i went i don't know if you saw this i, I did a stuttering I did a piece a few weeks ago about um, Punjabi Daba in <gasps> Bakersfield yes, yes. and I really wanted mm-hmm. to so one of the dishes that they make is just a really simple paratha that mm. is stuffed with um, like mashed potatoes mm. and maybe cauliflower and it's really lightly seasoned like cumin chili ginger onion and it's a perfect delicious food that's very difficult to make well and that never gets the, it never gets the attention that yeah. it deserves. And I really wanted to write like a love letter to it after I tasted it <laughs> yes. because it was so beautifully done. And it's three women in the kitchen in a truck on a highway, you know, making yeah. really fantastic Punjabi food. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, let me write about this. It is really remarkable. And again, when we kind of talk about like food and cu- like cuisines of different cultures, that it is only the white European food cultures that do technique. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah it's like, so true. Like, and the importance of that, and the yeah. utmost importance of that is, let me ask my mother how to cook something. She goes, I use some, some of this and some of that. My mother cuts everything with, a, with scissors. Because yeah. <laughs> she's and, like, I'll cut myself with a knife. Yeah. You know? So like, for you, she's an excellent cook. But it's also and just her like only tool yeah. is a pair of like yeah. whiskers. <laughs> but it's also just the absolute dismissal yeah. of the highly technical yeah. things yeah. that yeah. must be achieved to create, like you said, like the perfect like paratha or to you know um, to make an incredible tortilla. But things have to be very. There's specific. so much finesse. There's yeah. so yeah. much work. It's a craft that takes time yeah. to learn. Yes, but because women yeah. are doing it, or women have traditionally done yeah. it, that's just uh, women's work. That's just yeah. them providing, as opposed to like a skill that has been elevated and is like kept away from you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's like elitism there that you know we're starting to I think break out of, which is awesome. Um, now you people eat- were really excited about that story. Yeah. Like I think it was really encouraging because yeah. I think people want food stories absolutely ab- about like 
this is what this is what readers want. They're food stories, but they're people stories, yeah. right? They're yeah, shining a light exactly. on like people who aren't exactly like the French masters of old, and that is yeah. feeling like that's inclusive. I mean, people talk about diversity, 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 and it's like it's inclusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like opening yeah. up this tiny little pinprick of like what we've been shining a light on and making the light bigger, and it's just beautiful. And people connect in a way, and it's a, you. I mean, I'm sure you didn't get feedback from just Indian people. No, I'm sure no, it was just no, people going no. like, me too. I like yeah. food. I like bread. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote a bit of bread I don't know about. How yeah. exciting, you know? And and it's just, it's it's a, it's just a wonderful thing. But you mentioned Bakers, Bakersfield and Punjabis. I, I, did you guys read Guy Branham, the writer? He's a mm-hmm. comedy writer. He wrote a memoir about growing up in, I don't know if it's Bakersfield, but it's sort of like central, it's like farmland California, yeah. right? And he, um, a huge percentage of this town of his town are like Punjabi farmers who like moved over at some period in maybe the sixties, I have to check or maybe just after partition. And then because they could, they couldn't bring women over with them. They married local Mexican women who were also working on these farms. I did read some of Chopra wrote a whole story about this. It's incredibly well reported. That's the thing I read. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I want to read all that because it's fascinating to me. So he said it's also lot- representative, like of these like racist laws that made it impossible for them to Absolutely. marry. Absolutely, yeah. have families yeah. here. I mean, that's sort of why it happened. Yeah, and then, but they were able to, and we also got like the roti burrito yeah. out of that or in other and other sort of foods that just naturally evolve from their, from their kitchens what is so amazing because there's this entire amazing. generation of kids or now grown-ups who are half mexican and half indian living in the middle of california yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is bananas to me it's like like blew the top off my head i was like what are you talking about but it's just fascinating like just it's just fascinating what's going on i mean this it, it's 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 it was an incredible story but um but yeah that reminded me of that so so you eat out for almost for like a lot of meals so what so and, and you don't eat at home much but i know you cook obviously I do, yeah because i so i have a column for the new york times magazine and i have to test mm. and develop recipes for oh. that so i at the bare minimum work, i have girl. to cook that yeah cook me once or twice a month at home and uh, but i used you... to be someone who cooked yeah. professionally and cooked every day you know so it's very strange to yeah. now be <laughs> Um, cooked for yeah cooked for all the time how do you choose the recipes for the column a lot of it is if i taste something that i get really excited about at a restaurant Mm. i'll try and develop that recipe sometimes it's reading new cookbooks Mm. and there's just something in there that ama's recipe for um cashew based queso i was like that sounds terrible and wonderful and i have to try it how was it it's great good it's amazing it's yeah and and really smart yeah like you he he builds a lot of flavor into it by mm-hmm. charring tomatillos and garlic and onion and pureeing that in with the nuts. Oh wow, yeah. it's very cool. I was so dismissive of it. Yeah, and then I tried it and I was just like, well, fuck. I love recipes <laughs> like that. So, yeah. yeah, I guess once you start to think of it as not a dairy substitute, it's just mm-hmm. like a dip on its own or yeah. whatever. It, it's it's its own thing. I could wrap my mind around it. But, but just I the love texture dairy. as well is just yeah. wonderful. It, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, we're very very lucky to get to live in the same city as Alabama. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what is your favorite thing that you've eaten since you moved here? One of my okay, this is very difficult. Tell us a few. You don't have to narrow yeah, it down to yeah. just one. We don't like, want to insult yeah. okay. grandma <laughs> yeah. who like owns a you know a taco stand somewhere. Like yeah. I don't want to. I mean, definitely those those veg parathas yeah. at um in Bakersfield were. I can't believe I'm going to have to drive to Bakersfield. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, Remi- they reminded me of like my 
grandma. You know, right. they make mm-hmm. them to order, which yeah. is pretty mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. And so it goes right off the hot pan onto your plate and it's still really oh. tender and has those little bubbles of char that are oh, a little bit crisp. Yeah. That was really special. And they yeah. put a pat of butter, like hotel butter wrapped yes. in foil. Really? That melts like on into it. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was Amazing. very special. And then uh, Ponchos Tlayudas that we were talking about earlier, they do a blood sausage with pork blood that's amazing and they serve it with these big diaphanous thin tortillas mm. that are called layudas oh um that I, they that they put on the grill just enough to get the outside crisp and they serve it with salsas that they make themselves so flatbreads are really your thing yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> i have to like think of a third one now <laughs> but really it's about amazing. the blood sausage yeah of course yeah it's so good okay great we'll have to check it out that's in south it's South in LA, South LA, sad. but they also they go to Smorgasburg now too. On oh, Sundays, great. So you can go there. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to, I can go there tomorrow. Oh, okay. Is there a food item or a restaurant that you miss from New York? Yeah. I miss mm. the pizza at Ops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza's so good. And mm-hmm. the way that they're really chill about wine at mm. Ops. And mm. I also miss Superiority Burger. Oh, yeah. Right. At their, especially their ice cream, okay. their soft serve. Yeah. Are there any rest? Here's the thing that really upset me. Like, are there any dishes that you miss from restaurants that have closed? Yeah. I think about the fried broccoli from Sorella in New York all the time. Oh, I miss Sorella. Yeah. Broccoli dish. What was in it? How was it prepared? It was almost like broccoli tempura oh, like a okay. very very thin batter mm-hmm. but because broccoli has so yeah. much surface area yeah. it's yeah. like so much crunch it sounds so good with uh i don't remember some kind of aioli mm-hmm. maybe with anchovies in it I and then think, covered yeah. in grated cheese yeah. you almost can't see it. oh my god that sounds amazing so good i just had lunch and i'm hungry again <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wait I need to go get that mm. right now. That's mm. incredible. Uh, do you feel like, I mean, obviously you're at the Times now, but do you feel that there's a supportive community? Like, has have you, has there been, what is the state we talk about in our industry all the time, which yeah. is entertainment? What is the state, where are we on sexism and racism and food writing? Oh, <laughs> I mean. I want to hear all about it. I don't know where to, I don't, I feel like no. I don't even know where yeah. to start. I'll start. <laughs> I will start. I was oh, we were dear. watching the um uh, the John Gold doc, which you know R.I.P. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. And it was it was him with his editors who were just lamenting about like how notoriously late he always was mm. with copy, sometimes months late. And it was always like, oh please, can we just get some paper? Like please, please, like we went. It's like no, I can't write. You'll get yeah. it when you get it. And but like, oh, please, <laughs> please, like your month's past deadline. I and can't just, imagine having that relationship I couldn't with an editor. I, I was actually sitting there. I cannot. And get, my mouth no. was wide open. I was just like, no, it's just like, because this woman would be fired. <laughs> yeah. And she would not have a documentary about yeah. her. No. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, my friends are like, do you think it's okay that I filed it at the end of the day when I yes. said I was going to file yeah. it in the afternoon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because difficult men are seen as visionaries. Yes. Genius. Difficult men are seen as genius. <sighs> I mean, I think I also that same idea. I think like food writers have ye- have applied that to chefs. Yes. Too, oh yeah, and we've created this idea of like the genius chef yes. and like the bad boy chef. Yes. And, uh, that's did been you, a real problem too. Did you see Gods of Food? It's like a sh- spoof of Chef's Table. No, I need to watch it. Yeah, I have the. I have the. We had a Rekha Shankar, and it was so funny, and she created it, and it's. I gotta send it to you because it is. 
It's spot on. Like she watched <laughs> Chef's Table very closely. <laughs> she cast it very well. And it is a lot of like bed boy chefs and like a commune. And like, it's just so, it's also, uh, that is like the wool, the, the wool that has been pulled over our eyes as food fans for our whole lives is like most of the people who cook in the world are women. women exactly. <laughs> but again, it's very dismissed because it's like they're doing yeah. it for free. So why are all these dudes getting all the attention? Are you kidding me? It's remarkable. It's really, really one of my favorite because now yeah. it's a craft. Yeah. Like if you go to school and you study it and yeah, then you're like, yeah. yeah, and now it's a craft. Yeah. It wasn't just like a life skill. Yeah. It's, I feel like Great British Bake Off has mm. done some mm. work in kind of helping people in the US see that there are incredible te- established technical women cooks mm-hmm. and it's very because like in england we always grew up like the the, the benchmark for cooking mm-hmm. or for any it was prulath like prulath's books yeah. are like like mm-hmm. that's your bible that's what you do and so here like having her on this show that people have then started to discover her yeah. and they're like oh Who's this? This woman exists. Incredibly yeah, accomplished. It's so bossy crazy lady. to me like, that people have to turn the thing, whatever the work is, into yeah. a competition I, yeah. to yeah. value yes. it, to I'm, see uh, any value yes. in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's crazy, it's isn't absurd. it? Yeah. yeah. It's very crazy. I will, however, I will say that like Bake Off is like the, that's the temperature of competition that I actually enjoy. I very gently agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so gentle. gentle. And I love how the in-between shots, it's not like showing you branded content. Oh, or yeah. The, the brand of the oven yeah. is showing mm-hmm. you like a little bunny hopping yeah. in a field. <laughs> yeah. It's There's very- a field of flowers, <laughs> yeah. a, a brook. Yeah. Well, I speaking of the reason it's it. called the Great British Baking Show here is because Pillsbury own the oh, actual the word bake off here. That's the most American it's, fact. It's, yes. So it's wow. Bon- I only learned it a couple of days ago and I was like, what? It's similar like spiral. <laughs> That's actually insane. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a reader and a lover of food. People often just think I'm a man because they don't know my name. name. Right. And also, Tejal can be a man's name. My dad's name is Tejal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a cousin, Tejal. T-A-E? T-E-J. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't have. I mean, I know because I... Like, I definitely get reader emails that's, Dear Mr. Rao. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just assume. Like, Please, Mr. Rao yeah. is my father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are you? We'd love to, I mean, because our listeners w- would love to, I'm sure, know, like, who in your community are you following? Like, who are fan? who, what, what especially women, women of color, mm-hmm. or, like, writers, what chefs are you, like, following closely? Uh, definitely Solejo, who mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. She's at the San Francisco Chronicle. She used to have a podcast called... Um, Racist sandwich. <laughs> yes, I heard about this. I guess I was, I was, I, yeah. it's very good. It's yeah, yeah. really good. Um, mm-hmm. And she's so thoughtful, and she's an incredible critic covering San Francisco mm-hmm. right now, and like illuminating San Francisco for her readers yeah. in That's a really cool way. That's yeah, it. especially as the city has shifted so oh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wild. 
Allison Cook in Texas. She's mm-hmm. a she's one of my favorite critics. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's been doing it for a really long time. Um, and a lot of the stuff we talk about, she was thinking about, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And then Ligaya Michan, who is my colleague at the Times, right. she writes the Hungry City column. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she is just, she's like my queen. She's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. Should we talk about Beauty of the Week? Let's do it. So Beauty of the Week is where we highlight someone or something we think is, you know, beautiful internally, externally. It could be something you've read, someone you met, your mother, like whatever, whoever it is, just someone you want to highlight give props to Camilla mm-hmm. who is your beauty of the week uh, my beauty of the week is playwright and actor called Jasmine Lee Jones who wrote this remarkable play called The Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner Ooh. <laughs> and it's it, it, oh it, it's it's remarkable it's an excellent not it's an incredibly funny play and it is from the perspective of like two black british like girls who are in their like early 20s and it is an incredible discussion on the appropriation of you know of black women's aesthetics and bodies and voices and the bit the way that it is expressed is within black british internet speak between gifs and screen grabs and things that are the cornerstones of actually how we all talk to each other and that where you know our language has shifted massively and that sometimes a gif is just like an entire sentence and that is the only way I can convey sorry to this man and it <laughs> is so good it's absolutely wonderful and I, it was it was at the royal court you can actually buy the book of it which i really highly recommend mm. you can get it online from the royal court and like just the reading of it you'll get it and it has the actual all of the gifts like and the screen grabs included and it is so good and she's so talented i'm so excited for everything that she's about to do and it was really i was like um i think charlie's theron was ra- like randomly saw it the other night mm-hmm. and then tweeted about it. it's like oh my god i just saw this play by this blah, blah, blah. Charlie's tweets? yeah apparently <laughs> and apparently um and amazing. and she's great yeah. and it's her first play it's incredible. so good um so yeah highly recommend that also makes me want to write a restaurant review using that structure somehow or Honest, something, yeah. right? Like what yeah, an interesting way to, yeah. It's really, really clever. I could like, I, cause I have a PDF of it. I'll be able to like, and that's like, I can just show you my Cannot wait yeah. for a $20 million overall deal, which I expect is coming shortly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what was, who was your beauty of the week this week? I read this book a while ago that I can't stop thinking about. Um, so it's not really of this week, but it's just a book that always comes up in my mind called River of Stars. Oh, I don't know this. Who's it by? A woman named Vanessa Vanessa Hua. And it's about a young factory worker. In, it, it, this is going to sound very severe, but it has a sense of humor. It's about a fact, young factory worker in China who um, is having an affair with her boss and she gets pregnant. And he sends her to this very lavish, like maternal kind of like care unit in California to have the baby there uh-huh. where she is like moisturized and poked and pressed so that this baby you know it's like all about the baby right yeah. and so the baby's going to be born in America mm-hmm. he's going to be an American citizen and also is going to be you know have this like perfect upbringing out in some like smog factory mm-hmm. you know location um, and so once she's there she kind of realizes that her life back home wasn't anything that she thought it would I mean you know like yeah. what is this guy just wants the baby and she um runs away with someone another mother at the home it's about two pregnant women basically on the lamb and they make their <laughs> way <laughs> yeah they make their way to like you know doesn't speak english they make their way to san francisco chinatown and they make a life for themselves there and it is it's a really special 
It's just a great book. It's I great cannot writing. wait to read this. The River characters of are incredible. Yeah, the characters are incredible. Just the life, just the determination in this young woman. I mean, you know how it is when you read a book about like a strong woman with like a personality. You're like, why don't we have more of mm-hmm. these? And just the way, the resourcefulness and like the love for the children and and the it's an immigrant story that I haven't seen before, you know? And and I always love an immigrant story, but I'm like, please do not like tell me about my cultural burden. Thank you. Like mm-hmm. like tell me this amazing story about this woman who's like full of life. And and it was uh I don't know, it's just a really special read. Oh, I'm buying this to me the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um how about you, Tajal? Who's your beauty of the week? Um, okay, I took the I took this exercise literally. Um, <gasps> <Wonderful>. So <laughs> the person I want to shout out is um, Tanais Islam, who yes. has this company called High Wildflower. Yes. And she's a Bangladeshi American um, making perfumes and lipsticks oh. and like very, very beautiful, yes. um, environmentally friendly Yes, how she has sent us lipsticks and I am hoarding them at my house because yes. I need to bring them over to you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you too can try them. Excellent. Um, my son has like looked at them all and, and, and proclaimed them beautiful. My daughter likes to um, shake the little, she holds the lipstick in her hands and like bangs them together because they've got like really nice packaging and she thinks that's great. They're like little maracas. <gasps> the one but called yes. Mexican Malva yes. is basically Gorgeous. my lip color, yes. but a nicer version of it. Uh-huh. It's sort of like my, become my natural lipstick. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of Indian women say the same thing. Oh, really? Like the Mexican Malva. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of of like whatever Swedish. There's a, this is officially in my Indian passport. When I was Indian, my it says complexion, and it, it literally tells you what your complexion is. Ew, I didn't oh know my they god! Mm-hmm. I didn't know they did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do anymore. But in the whatever, I I became a citizen when I was 25. American citizen when I was 25. So, but it said Swedish in my passport Wheat. for a very long time. Wow, Swedish. This is a Swedish complexion. I can't see me now, you. but I'm clutching the front of my brain. We yeah, had like a whole conversation about how racist yeah. Indians are, right? Like <laughs> yeah. on your just it's for me. It's just the word Swedish. It's you know, it's the most colonialist. <laughs> yeah, like it is it's very bad. <laughs> No, it must be left over from the Raj. Like it oh, completely. So we can, so they could tell us apart. Yeah, you know? no, 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 no. Like, it's no, racism, but like make darky it over there. It's basically like, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like this oh. kind of chocolate person, and then yes. there's this kind of like, <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's <sighs> so awful. Okay, we usually wrap up with a game called Be- uh, Rose, Rose Bud and Thorn. It's a game that I play with um, my five year old to get him to talk to us at the end of the day. <laughs> It's kind of like a, it's your, like, what was your highlight? What was your low light? And what was, what's something you're looking forward to? Except we couch it in kind of like beauty wellness style, whatever, you know, something lifestyle-y. So we start with a rose. Cam, what was your rose? I have a nephew. Um, which is great. Um, So yeah, my sister had her first baby and it is excellent. He is now joining my, like, other three nieces. And it's wonderful. Just having all these like babies around is perfect because my wine auntie brand <laughs> is thriving. <laughs> right. I show up, I play, I do all the fun stuff and like throw around some gifts, like peel off some dollar bills. And then when they get really cranky, I get to leave. Um, <laughs> but it's very, I'm very excited. I get to meet him at Christmas and I go back to England. And so oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. That'll be great. How old will he be? <sighs> like three months oh yeah that's when they start getting chubby yeah oh yeah. that's what i yeah oh, that's, that's the best the, that's the good <laughs> like that's when they start filling in before that they're like aliens yeah so yeah go ahead and i'll see my little uh my you other niece such a gross stuff yeah <laughs> like newborns are 
<laughs> and then, and because of like, because you're brainwashed, you yeah. have your newborn, you're like, never has there been a more perfect creature. And then you look at old pictures and you're like, ew, <laughs> veins just popping out of the Ooh, side of the head. Like, pruny yeah. little yeah. weirdos. No, thank you. My rose. This is just like a, like a smug, I'm just being smug here. Mm-hmm. But I was reading on maybe Skift, the like travel website. I love trades. Mm-hmm. You do love a trade. <laughs> I love a trade. I love a trade website so skift is like a hospitality website that talks specifically about like the travel industry and they said that influencer trips are are down great yes good so all of these like locations that were like sending influencers like bringing influencers in or sending them on trips to get like these sponsored posts yeah. so that people could drive traffic there are realizing now that they don't actually pay off. Um, it also has to do often with a lot of because influencers like present this kind of like aspirational nature of like how they live. Their followers are not necessarily going to pick up and spend like twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars on like a trip to yeah. Barbados. Like it's just not going to yeah. happen. But they will look at it. Mm-hmm. You know. So there was not um, the conversion rate was quite low. Um, and so after all of these chains have spent millions and millions, millions of dollars flying these Instagram, I have no problem with influencers. I love the idea that you can make money at something in this friggin' economy. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless you for being able to do it. And like amazing long scam, like mm-hmm. good, like all the power to you. But um, but yes, like kind of like I remember seeing that as a tactic and saying, well, that can't possibly work because it's not like anyone's going to click and be like, I'll book a room. That's just not how Instagram works. That's it's, not like the nature of Instagram to be like, I must go there. It is. It, what's very interesting is like, I see that, like, I understand why the conversion rate is not happening for hotel or for chains, right. because that is not what, um, like, people of my generation like to visit. Yeah. What? Um, is still thriving but it's actually quite damaging for influencer travel is to locations and like when you for example somewhere like Tulum has suffered I mean it has thrived economically but it has been absolutely destroyed by the fact that it is you know people will find a place on someone's Instagram go I will visit that area And it's um, one of my favorite places to visit in Mexico is a place called Old Bosch. And it is remarkable and beautiful. Mm. However, what is keeping it from being destroyed by um, influencers driving there is Mm. because there's shit Wi-Fi. It's really hard to get Wi-Fi there. That's really helpful. And so it is still very, very untouched, which is great. Right. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that's just a smug, a smug, like, ha-ha, see? But I think that's also (laughs) on the chains. I think it's just Mm -hmm. like, 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 I think younger people don't like larger hotel chains as much. It's so much more of a focus on, like, boutique hotels and, like, individuals. about undiscovered places. It's why Airbnb is doing rampant business and, like, Hyatt is, you know, is focuses on business travel. Right, right, absolutely. Um, Tejal, what's your rose? It's a um, a new bra that I got that I'm very excited Ooh. about. Tell us because I'm always yes. looking for a good bra. <laughs> Me too. Well, it's very, in a, from an unexpected place because it's from Gap. It's like oh. one of their racer back everyday bras. I wear that, that and it's amazing. That doesn't have a wire. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. I'm yeah. just trying to find the exact name. Is and there I'm, enough yeah. support for... It's, it's okay. just enough for... It's not a sports bra. Yeah. It's not that level of support, but it's like just enough for... Like I'm wearing it under the yeah. dress uh, right now. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's so it doesn't like great. flatten you. Yeah. No, it doesn't oh. smush you, fact, but it, it does. It gives you a little lift, it's, is what I found. It's sort yeah. of perfect. Yeah. And I like the racer back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to check this out. I'm sorry that I can't remember the exact No, name. it's okay. You email me and yeah. I will. We have a newsletter that goes out with yeah. like links to everything because people are like, I can't take notes yeah. while I'm driving. Yeah. And we're like, 
Yeah. We, know. we did it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's um, I loved I was actually was wearing it yesterday. Yeah. I love it so much. I discovered I bought it on set like the first week I was living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have just been a convert to them ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also really nice if you're wearing um if you're wearing anything with like a low Yes. Low right. low armpit. Yeah. I don't know, low cut armhole. At the yeah. Armpit. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> that's the official because term. it comes just high enough to not be in the way, yeah. but to give but to like cover you up. Oh, so yeah. you don't get the side. Yeah. Okay. It's that's nice. good to yeah. know. Um, what was your thorn, Cam? My thorn of this week and every week of my entire life, which is people asking women of color for free work or cheap work. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not doing this shit. No. And people are so audacious and how often they will ask for it and the ways in which they will ask for it and then are so shocked when you say no I'm not working for Mm -hmm. a fraction of my quote this is kind of my thorn too also the can I pick your brain especially when it's like a white man who is I don't I don't know what that even means yeah (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean it means Mm -hmm. I want to know you and then I want you to do all the work for me Mm mm-hmm that's what it means yeah i'm it's absolutely my thorn that's 100 percent my thorn this week is like people here's the thing if you do not help people for free then they call you not helpful yeah and that used to work on me and it just doesn't work on me anymore you know like i got screwed out of a job this week i was very upset about it cam walked me through it I'm I'm still angry. Like, I'm just done. I've been very helpful. (laughs) Like, I just, I will continue to be helpful, but you will have to pay me for it hourly. I used to make the mistake of starting a conversation before asking how much. Yes. Yeah. What what the role was and how much it would pay and all that stuff. And now I don't do that. And people do get really upset. Yeah. What do you, what do you you usually ask? Like when people reach out and they're like, could you blah, blah, blah. Like, what is the, what's the language? Because this is a language I need to learn. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, well, um, I ask about time frame, commitment, Mm -hmm. deadline and pay. Like all of that at once. Yeah. Are people still asking you to do things for free? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also the nature of like what we do. And sometimes I will do stuff for free, actually. Like if it's for, there's certain things that I would, you know, like meeting with um, recently graduated student who's interested in what I do, who's a woman of color. Like that kind of thing I different. That I do in a, like that I do. But not for a corporation, not for a business. Exactly. Not something that's making money off of my free work. The, like for me, obviously it was like, it was so hard breaking into my industry with like all of the gatekeepers being like being white and so for me it's still very important for me for like young women of color that when they do reach out to me that a I always respond whether it is that day or two months later depending on how busy I am I will always get a response Mm -hmm. and that you know they you know I will you know try and offer at least some assistance or advice my gripe is people who are a who already have every advantage in the world and also people who are making money from my work expecting mm-hmm. me to do it for free <laughs> like, and then what? getting upset yeah That's so cool when you suggest they're so indignant we're not paid. being friendly we're not yeah. being helpful yeah. and you're supposed to be friendly and helpful and it's like go find someone else i was literally find sitting, someone who needs yeah. it. i was on a project that i did not end up doing because the like producers were asking me to take an enormous pay cut for um for my work and it was remarkable i was literally sitting at a table Surrounded by all these producers who are all millionaires and one billionaire, mm-hmm. 
telling me like oh, it would just be really really like we just don't have the money like you know could you like yeah. take half of what yeah, i was like absolutely the yeah. fuck not no no. <laughs> like, no and yes so yeah we just don't do that were you you said no and you were able to keep the no i just didn't do the project oh, okay yeah okay. they basically turned around and said oh okay we're going to try and find the money between us i'm like you have it between oh, us yeah, yeah. but yeah. you're just going to go away and try and find someone cheaper and that is like that's absolutely your prerogative but i'm not doing this work yeah and what's your bud camilla oh it is a this is a very specific industry specific <laughs> LA, LA specific, specific but but it's my favorite time of the year which is award screener season mm. it's so good it is basically if you're in a like in the writers guild or the producers guild or any of the academies that this is the time of year where basically they send you all of the films for free and then you get to watch them all in the comfort of your home <laughs> and it's great it and great. it's so special and every day going to get the post is like christmas you're like oh what's it going to be and it's like, an actual dvd that they yeah. send oh yeah you. there's a stack of them right there um, and some days it's great like oh it's wonderful because you also get to see like a lot of the films that you've maybe missed throughout the year because there are so many limited releases for so many smaller films and there are the good ones yeah and exactly there's <laughs> good ones but like every day you so go to the mailbox it is like Christmas you're like what's it today and like last year it's just like oh what's it is it going to be like oh is it Crazy Rich Asians or is it oh no it's Green Book like it's but it's such my current coaster yes <laughs> we're literally using a like Green Book it. screener as a coaster because that's all it's good for um and <laughs> it's also it's now to like my family i get i'm very popular around oh, this yeah. time of year <laughs> they get real like, excited thanksgiving yeah. is a oh yeah. boy it's a shit show but they're bringing the screeners yeah. yeah. they yeah. get excited about the kids sure yeah. but it's really about the screen yeah oh and it's also like my dad's like where are my screeners yeah <laughs> like they're yeah. <laughs> they're like i made you the least you could do is give me free movies yeah <laughs> no absolutely what am I looking forward yeah. to this week? Um, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Okay. Right. So I went back to my facialist who I love, Terry Lawton. She's a wonderful, hilarious lady. She's very woo-woo, which she's very mm -hmm. open about. And she is open. Part of the reason I go to Terry is because of how my face looks after. Yeah. The other reason I go to Terry is because, like, everything we talk about is nuts. <laughs> um, she's like, let me tell you about my um, astrocartographer who lives in Ohio. Let me tell you about the this, like, uh, this, like, healer who is visiting from Turkey. I think you should see. Wait, why does she have a cartographer? Astrocartographer. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So right? it's like a two, it's like yeah. a double layer Google map. One is like your star chart. And then the second is like a map of Los Angeles. So like, for example, if you're looking for a house, like she'll tell you where you should live. Anyway. <laughs> Here's how I've been living in, in LA for too long. Because as you just said that, like, I just hmm, went, hmm, maybe. Hmm. No. Mm -hmm. I've got to stay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I posted about this and I was like, living in LA is, is like 90% of the tension between like, you're nuts and maybe I should try it. I'm trying it. <laughs> I'll just try it. And he's like, I come on or bye. And then, because you know what it is? You always get a story out of it. This is exactly. So it's like, of course I want to go see this Turkish healer man yeah. who's only in town for two weeks because it's a, it's a story. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Whatever okay. happens. <laughs> Listen, I will say I so I see a um a healer. Um he's like I started seeing him like he works as a healer for some of my friends. I and see him for rolfing, which means. is like yeah. deep kind it's like very targeted, yeah. like pressure point massage, like release like very like deep tension. And um incredibly fascinating man. He's wonderful. His name is Miguel, and he is a found fruititarian. 
which oh my goodness is and I was like how do you survive and he was like I have an abundance of food at all times I live in fucking southern California yeah like I go to his yeah so basically I did not know about this world but there are all of these Facebook groups Instagram groups of like all of these maps of Mm -hmm. where there is like you know like fallen fruit and he's like I have so much extra food he's like look at this sack of avocados and mangoes I have right here he doesn't eat anything else except for fruit (laughs) he will he's like sometimes he eats it's like um so he'll like he'll sometimes eat um uh like pulses yeah. and like um like beans and this things. was like a joke on notting hill or something no. was it, it was like but there was that character that wispy lady who only yeah. ate fruit that, you that had fallen yeah. from a tree oh, yeah well then this man watched the movie and was yeah. like aha uh-huh, yeah this is my lifestyle but I was looking, but I went on the Facebook groups and there is so much free food in Los Angeles yeah. falling from like fr- from trees. And people post like, yeah, I've just got like all these figs coming yeah, out yeah, them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I have like I all of these that. avocados no, coming out them. My neighborhood's like that. Yeah. But it's really had nice. I not done the woo-woo thing and gone and seen, <laughs> I would never have gone the story and found out. You know what it is? The reason that I gravitate toward these people, I think, is because they add a little bit of serendipity to my life and yes. like in- an interesting layer that perhaps if I lived in a city like New York mm-hmm. or London, I would walk down the street and run into crazy people. Yeah. I don't, I live in a very hermetically sealed kind of, my day is my day. Like mm-hmm. I'm going through my tubes, right? We yes. all are. Um, and it's very rare that I come into contact with like anyone who has a personality that isn't compatible with my own. So I just go, yeah, sure, I'll try it. You've I'll fully crushed it. No, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It makes things more yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's because we don't have public transport here. Yeah, that's what it is. Damn. Or we kind of do. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, when I when I first moved here and I totaled my car immediately um, oh. and I had to ride the bus for a year because I didn't have the credit to lease a car and also um, my citizenship was pending, a lot of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I rode the bus <laughs> to Beverly Hills every day. And Jenny, my best friend, was always trying to drive me to work. And I was like, the bus makes me feel alive. Yeah. And she was like, you're crazy. <laughs> but that's, I needed that. Yeah. I needed just the like stimulation of people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. And so that's what these, I don't know, yeah. woo-woo healers are. And honestly, that's the other thing I will say about like the walking thing. Yeah. Like for making myself do that once yeah. a day, like the the people that I chat to, yeah. the things I bump into, like the weird stuff I see on the yeah. tree. Like I love it. And again, yeah. it just like opens up that other part of my brain which doesn't like get to see any light often like well there's like it's like we were all kind of programmed by like not necessarily this book but like you know the richard scary book busy town no it's like the little animals that go it's like a post office and the fire truck and then this and then all the like like a little town and like everyone's very busy all the time and like there's a part of me that just really misses that because things have have gotten so easy (laughs) and automated that like i fully like for our podcast network every month i do the accounts I write, handwrite the checks. I put stamps on the envelopes. I handwrite the envelopes and I take them to the post office and I mail them. And now you have I'm, a Richard Scary moment. Exactly. Yeah. And there are much easier ways to do it, but I feel like so industrious. Yeah. Uh, and so like involved with the, it's very easy to cut yourself up from the world, especially in a place like Los Angeles. So um, there's something that makes me feel more connected, I guess. Yeah. What are you looking forward to now that I, I like, pull myself I, I, So I signed up for a um, tarot reading class, not to Ooh. get my, not to have a reading myself, yeah, but, but to, to learn. learn. Yes. Um, so I've just been studying the cards independently in my free time. And do you know Jessica Dore? She's on Instagram and on Twitter. She pulls a new card every day and writes about it uh-huh. in such a <gasps> like n- super nuanced way, almost as if she's a therapist, yeah. mm-hmm. giving you something something to think about. Um, 
And so she's the person teaching the class. I love Very that. Cool. I, remember, I, I, was, I grew up around a lot like my mum read cards and like yeah. a lot of her friends read cards when I was a kid. And so I remember like I have such early memories of having my like my cards read. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. always a deck in the yeah. house. Um, and I then it's it funny, like, I don't have a deck in my house. It's oh, really should, funny. And I've not had one. a reading like since I was a child and I think like in some ways because you're so dismissive of anything that your parents tell you yeah. Yeah. like when I have had like readings at like parties or stuff I'm so hostile they're just like okay what's your name I'm like you tell me <laughs> like I'm so absolutely <laughs> yeah. but after, you know I'm here in LA I'm definitely more woo-woo now I think maybe yeah, yeah maybe I yeah I'm, I'm not interested in of... using it to tell people the future no. or to tell yeah. them what you know that that yeah. style of reading I'm interested yeah. in specifically Jessica Doria style yeah. which is almost like a therapy session yeah. to think about things yeah, in yeah. life prompts, exactly yeah. that's how there's I mean, it's a, a beautiful way of doing it there's a woman who I was put in contact with named Jessica Lanyadu I don't know how to pronounce her last okay. name but she is a um, she's an astrologer and she has a very popular podcast called Ghost of a Podcast where she basically like reads a star chart and then like walks you know, someone, it's like an advice podcast. Basically mm-hmm. someone writes in, and it's like, I'm having this problem. She goes, send in your blah, 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 reads your star chart and then walks you through it. But it's therapy. It's yeah. not, re- there's nothing. Yes. She talks about Saturn and this and mm-hmm. that, but it's really about like, maybe when you're at this age, you're feeling like this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like this is something a lot of women go through. And you know, it's just like a soothing voice from someone who's like, who's like, here's our shared, here are the shared, here are the things that we as women all share. Yeah. Um, these are things we've all gone through. And like, I'm here as a voice of support. And, and, uh, and yeah, we'll talk about like your stars a little, okay. you know, but, um, but uh, yeah, there's something about someone was like, why do I believe in astrology? And I'm like, it's just a way to talk about things that are happening. Yeah. Like, it's not about, it's not about the stars. It's not about whether you believe that th- certain things are in the air at, at certain times. It's about, it's about a way to, to say, it's an easy way to say, you know what? I am feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Or like, I have been having a hard time. Or, ooh, I'm so frustrated with work. When you read your horoscope, it just yeah. shines a light on that stuff. That's very, very, very cool. cool. When are you doing that? Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I just signed up for it. So <laughs> I love cool. it. That's so great. Um, so there are people who say, like people within the tarot community who say you shouldn't buy your own deck Yeah, of cards, it should be gifted. But she yeah. says that's bullshit, so okay. you should go ahead. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> if you want to. Um, oh my gosh, is there anything you want to promote? Anything you're writing? Anything you're doing that you want to talk about? Any plugs? No. no. <laughs> just read Just read your stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can find me on thenewyorktimes.com. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we do have a fancy, we have a fancy listener. Yeah. All of our yeah, listeners are very fancy. Thank you so much for joining Thanks us. This for was having awesome. So much fun. Thank so you. Cool. For show notes, including links to the products, services, people, and causes mentioned on this episode, you can subscribe to our official newsletter, Stuff and Things, through the link in our show notes or at foxybrownspod.com. See you next week. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.